This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains mention of Scream, Charmed, Serpent and Dove, Akamath, and the Priory of the Orange Tree. There's also discussions surrounding suicide, sexual assault, mental health, sex work, racism, bullying, and eating disorders. Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I am Laura Marie. And I am Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing one of the best, I feel, movies to come out of the 90s and a perfect movie for spooky season. We are talking about the original 1996, The Craft. What a cult class. I have not watched this movie in at least 10 years. So it was really, there, there were things that I forgot. There were things that I just go, this is so problematic. But that's stuff that we've also discussed on previous things to just go back to the things that you enjoyed. And, and even if you still enjoy it, like recognizing that it's problematic is just, you know, it should be an issue. How certain things get passed in Hollywood. Even today, I'm still very confused. Oh, the 90s. It was a different time. The 90s. It was a different time. Uh, it was a fantastic time for fashion. That's all I could think of this the whole time watching this movie was, oh, my God, I want to wear all of this. Right? And, you know, everything. Every, well, and you know what's kind of great about it is a lot of that fashion you, you're seeing now. It was super 90s. It was so great. I didn't. And maybe because of the the a resurgence in 90s fashion now and like the early aughts that it didn't feel dated. I mean, the, the, the dialogue was absolutely dated, but the fashion was not. <laughs> the fashion was not. And interestingly enough, except for, I think maybe one or two instances, the special effects were not dated either. And that's because I was, I did the research on this. I did the research and everyone will be surprised to learn. I did not go to Reddit. I'm so uh, I, sad. Now I want to know if there's a Reddit. <laughs> I'm sure there's Reddit about this. Uh, I didn't though. I did like the article research. And one of the things that I learned was the reason that so many of the effects look good is because a lot of it is practical effects especially all of the bugs and the snakes and everything. Those are all like real. Right. And so the only part that doesn't really hold up is when Nancy's hands turn into snakes. Cause that's like right. such clear, like 90 CGI. Um, but it, it's just, Oh, it's, it's good. It's good. So um, I have watched this a few times. Um, Blair, one of um, my friends, someone that, you know, uh, watched this uh, the past couple years and she was like oh my god has laura seen the craft and sam was like uh uh yes laura laura has seen the craft it's 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 like that um i was there when it was written type situation because um, i saw this movie when i was way too young uh, like at what age did you see this i definitely didn't see it till middle school but 
I was in elementary school in 96. That's when the movie came out. So I was looking at the date and I, I go, okay, there's no way that I saw this. And, you know, I, I, you know, it's kind of funny. I saw it, I think, this in Scream. It was one of those sleepovers, you know, the middle school sleepovers. And I was the new girl. Uh, flash forward to I was the new girl that was like, I fell asleep early. I was picked on. I was harassed. I was bullied. It was super fun. We loved middle school. Um, so that this is one of the movies that I think that they, they played. Um, so maybe that's probably another reason why I haven't watched it since. There, there's a lot to be said here. You did a lot of research. I just can't wait to like go get into it further. Yeah, I, well, I did the research, and the research I will kind of like, um, like sprinkle in. I think as we as we go, and then I will link everything in the show notes so everybody can read what I read. But okay, the craft, the craft. Let's uh, set the premise. <laughs> um, the oh, man that '90s opening with the. The like yellow font of the craft is just so like mwah. I mean, anytime you see Columbia Pictures too, I feel like it automatically you're automatically transported back to the nineties. Um, from from the openings <laughs> from the opening credits, you're still in like a, you know Columbia Pictures. This is a this is the producer. Here are the talent that's and I mean every single person who was. A big deal in the 90s felt like they were in this movie. Well, yeah. So if you go through, we have Skeet. Oh, Daddy Skeet. Daddy Skeet. Skeet. Ooh. Uh, uh, Brecken, who mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier. And then we have Robin. And then we have, I'm, I butcher her name every time. The girl who plays Rochelle? No, Nancy. Oh, Faruja Balk. Faruja, yeah. I I confuse it. I call her Famica, but the, okay, Faruja. And Nev. then yeah, Nev, right? Like, the oh my queen. god, Queen Nev, Queen Nev. Uh, this is before Scream, mm-hmm. like crazy. And I think I I can't remember because I was definitely too young to watch this. There was a show called on Fox called Party of Five. Yeah. She was on that show. I just don't remember when it came out. But like this was this was part of her mm-hmm. Hollywood It Girl, which is just so like this movie, okay. <laughs> you know. But like this, I was reading some interviews, and this was like a mainstream like Hollywood hit. Like this was a hit. This kicked off um, like a, a little like witchy kind of like renaissance because like. Sabrina and then Charmed came out two years later and then they share the theme song. Right. And then, yeah, and, and they they did that on purpose so that they could oh. like kind of tie it together and it's tied together in my head. This this that song is witches in my head. Absolutely. And I remember I had turned my my head away from the screen when that part came up and I immediately go I because I, I hadn't been watched, I just turned my head for a second and then I heard the charmed theme song and I go did, did I stop watching the movie? I thought there something reset, and I I switched over to Charmed. Yeah, which original Charmed? I haven't watched mm-hmm. the the reboot, so I don't know if they're using the same um, theme song. But damn, like, yeah, Ooh. all the witchy feels, all the witchy feels, right in my heart, right in my heart. Um, so the craft, this this house that Sarah lives in is responsible for my like wildly outlandish like dream house dreams. It's it's very I mean it's old it, I say old Hollywood. It just it's very it's very LA. It's very Hollywood. It's it's because 
in the original 90210, they had the same style house with the terracotta and the stuck. I mean, it's beautiful. They, I mean, a lot can be said about LA, but they do architecture very well. Like, traditional architecture not like the avant-garde art deco stuff (laughs) i I just love it i love it so much so um the house obviously was very formative and sarah obviously i wanted to be sarah but more specifically i wanted sarah's hair sarah's hair Every every hairstyle she has, I tried, like, on my own hair, right? <laughs> but why couldn't I achieve this? Well, it's because it's a wig. She wears a wig throughout the whole movie because she shaved her head for <gasps> Empire Records. Oh, I haven't seen that, so I didn't know. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I had no idea. There was a scene in this movie, one of many, um, where she's doing the hair color. like The glamour, the tra- yeah, yeah, The yeah. glamour transition yeah. and everything. Oh. Um, is and bad. that's when I go, okay, that hair not only was like the CGI for the coloring yeah. bad, but the wig was bad. That I knew was a wig. I think initially at the beginning of the movie, I didn't think it was. There's a lot of volume, but that's it's also very, the 90s. It's also the 90s. <laughs> it's also very like PC, like, yes. right? It's very PC. And she has those little barrettes that keep it up. I mean, I tried for hours and I could never <laughs> achieve it but be learning as an adult that it was a wig makes me feel better about myself well, I feel like that's the case with a lot of things learning as an adult See, because you know you hear about you know I can never picture that person as this that the other thing when they're in acting roles or how do how are they consistent with their hair in every single because especially if they have like multiple days and multiple weeks of shooting it wasn't until I was an adult till I realized that most of, most people are wearing wigs, so they're not even damaging their hair for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's just like, ugh. But ugh. all of Sarah's out, like all of it, all of it. Okay, so I have, I have pages, pages of notes. I'm um, so excited. <laughs> the, so we have the snake man right away. Like snakes are reoccurring in this in this movie a lot. We have him right away. Um, this is set in like a private Catholic school, which did I it just, bring you back? It did. It did. <laughs> it, it brought it brought me back, but also made me just like so jealous because like who is enforcing this dress code? There's just like tits the graphic out, tees, shorts, no skirts. Bra. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, I love it. And then like the the like the the tights and the boots, like. We got written up if your um if your fingertips went fingertips, past yeah yeah you know everything had to be at least fingertip length. I hated the ones where like there was one where it goes you know it can't be more than two inches above your knee. Two inches is nothing. What do they make for girls? And this is true even now if you even like go to like a toddler section where like those the girl shirts are like really. T- really teeny tiny like why are girls toddler shorts that short but you're going to try I, you know it it was frustrating it's still fr- but that being said i was also the girl who as i got older because my brother was in school with me too i and you know it's a white polo i'd start wearing his polos because they were getting a little fitted and snug and i thought i was hot shit for a hot second <laughs> that clearly i've been humbled since Oh, hey. You know, Catholic school does it does all the things to you. Um, something that I thought was just like so out of left field is that Nancy has a noose in her locker. 
Like what right the off, fuck was that? I was like, what is this? What? what? what it's is like, happening? And it's black, and she's like hanging off of it. She's what? swinging from it. Like, right yeah. Before. Did you have lockers in high school? We yeah. didn't. Yeah, oh, we okay. had we had uh, like double like so like half lockers. Okay, you had like the upper and the lower. Yeah, Wait. yeah, and I always always drop my books on Amanda's head and I feel so bad about it to this day I still have stress dreams about it Amanda if you're listening I'm sorry Um, (laughs) so the pencil thing that Sarah does in class I cannot tell you how many times I've tried to do this (laughs) 600 million thousand billion times I don't know I was you know what I was watching it really intently to see if I could see fishing line or something (laughs) So I guess that's part of the practical magic effect that you were saying yeah. they must have done. Yeah, because, like, you can't tell. And I love the detail on the pencil, uh, the bite marks on the pencil. Uh, and then oh, I, uh, in, like, the slow turn. The slow turn. You can, like, kind of hear it kind of, like, I just... Like it's, the, yeah, the yeah. graphite into, right. Yeah, it's just it's just good. It's just, like, a really good, like, little kind of detail that's in there. I tried to do that so many times I can't do it. Um the 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 slut shaming starts right away. Uh, the slut shaming with with Chris, Chris and uh, Nancy's character, yeah. like, and it wasn't oh, stay away from them. She like she's a major slut. That one right there, she's a major slut. The, right off the bat, what? But, but what is he goes? Not not that I would like know or whatever from like experience or whatever. But she's a huge slut. And the other one has burn scars. Not that I know, but like I haven't seen it, but like my friends have. It's like such a He's dickhead. Such a dick. Oh my god. Oh, oh, and then like But you know, you should really come and watch watch me play, Wait, play football. football. That was so Are you kidding? <laughs> but then he also like calls them like the bitches of Eastwick, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's immediately like degrading them and like you know, you know, calling them yeah, names. Yeah, because they all turned him down. And he's like one of those asshole Ugh. men who just shames women and starts those rumors. Oh, you know, or he's like, oh, they're, you know, they're terrible people. This, they're horrors, blah, blah, blah. The slut shaming. And then because they didn't put out for him, he goes like, oh, that was the worst lay, blah, blah, blah. And I hate that too. Because, you know, I saw something where uh, on social media where somebody was, you know, it was like one of those like women supporting women things. And it goes, you know what? Guys are going to say whatever they want anyway. So you might as well, you know, and all women do is like fight for our own honor because it's the truth. And all I could think of, but like to combat that, somebody suggested just go with it and say, yeah, and it was awful and it was small. And God help me (laughs) if I have to, like anybody has to go through that ever again. You know, like fight fire with fire, Mm -hmm. you you know, flip the narrative. I, you know, and that's what I was thinking as I was watching this because she was like straight up in denial. Like, why are you saying these are the things? And then he didn't even, he got his like fucking lackey. To, to be like, oh, he really can't talk to you right now. Fucking. I hate, I just hate men. Yeah, no, men are, men are the worst. Yes, 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 I know. Not all men. Not all but. men. But. Uh, so, as I said, I was doing the research. And in the research, one of the things that they talk about, they, I say, like, people that write articles, you know, not me, um, <laughs> talk about is that. In this instance, like right now in this scene that we're talking about that happens like kind of right after this, is that Sarah, this is a a trigger warning, content warning, slit her wrists, right? She slit her wrists and Nancy sees it and she, they're like talking about it 
And, you know, Nev sees it. I say Nev, Bonnie. Bonnie sees it. And, you know, she tells, you know, she makes her comment about, like, you know, you did it the right way. And Right. They were, like, really, like, oh, you even did it the right way. Like, they were proud of her almost. That, But but also there was, like, no judgment, though. There There wasn't, like, a, like, a shame part of it. Um, okay. That wasn't there. It was a, it was an uh, an acceptance and um, a no judgment kind of thing there. And they were like like weirdly kind of like ad- admiring the technique, which is weird. Um, but in the article that I read, it said like this is one of those movies that like um, it's it's a no stigma type situation, and that isn't always the case. This movie also passes the Bechdel test, so. I mean, obviously, it's female driven. Does it? Yeah, it does. It does. It does. They rarely. They rarely, because they do say, like, look, I told you to stay away from him. I told you he was yeah. a bad guy. But their friendship isn't based on, like, so, you know, and then there's the one scene when they're, like, asking for Manon's, like, she, she, that Sarah was like, I just really want Chris to notice me. And or like, she's like, I know that's pathetic. And everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate it. Yeah. So it, it passes that, which I I really like. Um, I also really like that store. That store that store is cool. Can I? Can you know it was like 1996 because everything she bought was twenty dollars. Yeah, you're just like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> right. that leather bound yeah, book that... would have been way over twenty dollars. Way so like, I, yeah. go to Etsy. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like, oh, that's like fifty five. So oh, at least just twenty. Okay. Um. So then 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 we get the the second kind of uh the scene with the snake man and then we get then we get the weird everybody stares at him and gets hit by a car um and then sarah gets freaked out which i understand because the explanation of manon is interesting but like here's just (laughs) another instance where like here's a bunch of people that pray to manon which you know fine because um you know I, i would pray to sjm's manon because she's amazing but i feel like they gave manon a name but when they were breaking down they were saying you know manon isn't god manon isn't satan manon is all it just feels like you know when we talk about energy and the universe and putting it out there that's that's kind of like how i took manon being um and even like the magical system when they were talking about you know when you put something out there you know, like put good energy out there because whatever is done on to someone will be done on to you. Um, and sometimes like threefold. So it reminded me of Serpent and Dove with that magical system. You can't give out what you can't take without giving. And that kind of things need to be reciprocated for the balance that comes with magic and energy and all that stuff. We're not professionals at all. This is just kind of our takeaway. That's a good connection. I didn't even make it. But then again, I try to think about Serpent and Dove as little as possible. So I don't play you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, okay. So Sarah gets freaked out because um, she, but she does talk about how like things like this have been happening her whole life, right? Like she, which you find out she didn't have an explanation, which also is the trigger for like her you know trying to commit suicide right and yeah and then she would hallucinate like all the snakes and stuff and like that's when she they needed Mm -hmm. to stop and then that's when she did that but oh my gosh um so uh so sarah goes on a date with chris 
And this is our second instance of slut shaming. He tells everyone that not only did he and Sarah fuck, but that she was awful. And then she goes to confront him and he says, like, stop begging. I'm not going to go out with you again. Like, get away from me. Like, really loud, like how guys do. Um, he's, su- he's such a dick. He's, he's just so awful. But it's also, like, Skeet. And Skeet is so hot now. So it's hot. like It's like, I can't believe that I liked him then. Because now, it's, it's, he's just like, ooh, that man. I didn't. I think he's aged. I, I sent you my react reaction video to him. I go, like, I didn't think he was much in the craft. Definitely, definitely in Scream. Um, and even, like, now, please, like, Ooh. fan myself looking. And he knows it, too. Because, you know, which, you know, usually I'm like, oh, I hate guys who, like, I'll, I'm happy to just, like, berate them to, like, humble them. No matter what I personally think. Um, but he's someone who I go, yes. You have earned that. Please. No humble bragging. Yeah, no oh. humble brag. Enjoy. Enjoy this. You you know, you've worked so hard. Um, you know, you know who's in this is, and I forget her name, but it's Marsha Brady. Um, That's who I was like, why is she so familiar? The girl who was like a racist piece of shit to Rochelle. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Mar- Marsha Brady. That's like Ben Stiller's ex wife, right? Christina Christina Taylor. I think we left them together. I know. Um, yeah, she's a racist piece of shit. Uh, yeah, so she's in there, and then we've got Bonnie with her burn scars, and then we have Nancy. We kind of we're kind of going through like our characters' like kind of background stories, and like Nancy and like Nancy's white trash, right? So <laughs> the article again that I was reading was talking about how this movie does deal with racism in its own way, and it deals with um, like illness and injury with Bonnie which is really not something that's been depicted a lot. Well, also, trigger warning that, like, her stepfather was, like, sexual... Like, to me, it was sexual, like, assaulting her in a way. And she he goes, like, trying to look under her robe when they're in the trailer and everything. for Nancy, yeah. For Nancy. And then he goes, like... She's like... And even the mother says something, and she goes, you need to stop. You're supposed to be her father. And he's like, good thing I'm not, because it's her stepdad. Like, it's just like the whole thing was just disgusting. But again, to what you said, it's depicting certain things that were absolutely taboo to discuss in the 90s. And still kind of now when we're, like, taking back the narrative to be saying, like, no, we're not going to be shamed because we shouldn't be shamed. The people who are doing like other things should feel shameful. Um, and there was no stigma behind it. So I do. I like that you brought that up because it is because it is unfortunately this is a part of life. This is like real life things that are discussed that are that are stigma free in this movie. <sighs> we're at one of my favorite parts in this movie, and it is the bus. It's the bus. I love the bus so much. I love Nancy and the kids' interaction on the bus. It's silent and so perfect. I love the shot of them just sitting in the bus looking straight forward and just perfect in their outfits. Did it remind you of sex education? You it love did. a good bus scene. I love a good and bus like, scene. And like, you know, female friendships female at this friendships. point in the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, 
And then, you know, you, they get off and the guy's like, be careful of the weirdos. And then Nancy we are says, the we are the weirdos, mister. <laughs> I mean, that is just iconic. Put it on a poster. Let me hang it up because that is just everything. Um, so you just mentioned it and we should talk about it. But um, a lot of the the stuff that I read said that the reason that this movie kind of endures is that it is kind of like um like a metaphor for like female friendships, right? Like that's kind of why... Uh, or not even like a metaphor, but like it just shows us female friendships and it, in in a way that's really real too, because like you're isolated and lonely in the beginning and then you're like really tentative in your friendship group and then you become really great friends and you kind of feel like you could just like take over the world and then it just like devolves into chaos and, and, and then you're not friends anymore. Right. And when you have like fallouts of friendships, yeah, typically yeah. like, it's it's just like this. And, and friendships devolve and they turn into, like, nastiness. And then you aren't friends anymore and you have to, like, kind of deal with that. And, you know, they're, it, it, it's, just, it's just really wild. So, like, that is kind of a theme about it that's very real and resonates with people. And also just, like, female empowerment, right? Like, th- this movie does, like, kind of a weird thing. And it, it kind of, like... It starts off and it talks about like, yes, you know, um, take control of your life, female empowerment, use magic, you know, right the wrongs that have been like done to you. Um, you know, you're powerful. Nothing can stop you. But then instead of like blasting female independence and becoming like this whole other movie, it doubles back on itself. And it's like, no, 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 it's all going to come back times three and you're all super fucked. Um because well, based on how they chose to use it. to use their powers, right? Yeah. So there's like a moral, there's like a moral like lesson in all of this, which makes sense because like when they're in the crystal shop and they're with kind of like, I guess like that witchy mentor, specifically Sarah, she makes some sort of like, and throughout the whole thing, they all like you have Bonnie, Nancy, and Rochelle who are all trying to see like. They want to be witches and they're practicing, but they're not natural witches. Whereas you have Sarah, who she's like, this stuff has been happening my whole life. And so it's like it feels more of like a witch who's connected to the earth organically. And then you find out her mother was a witch and all that. But it just she even says things to her friends like you all have changed. Like you're narcissistic. You're this. You're that. You're all just mean like this isn't how we were friends and they didn't like hearing that so they ostracized her that oh that's what i meant to like say earlier when it comes like to sometimes when you're dissolving when female friendships are dissolving it almost seems like it's not like everybody goes their individual ways it's like one person always seems to be ostracized and that's when you like start that isolated cycle all over again. Um, and it's like that, like even if you think of Mean Girls, Mean Girls is exactly like that. So, and that's not the only example. I mean, you could think of Jawbreaker too. I mean, there's tons of examples out there. Um, but there are examples because that, that's, that's one thing that it seems dramatic. It seems this, that, the other thing, but it's really not like that's typically how it goes. And then, you know, there's always going to be a queen bee of the group. And then they put everybody against the one girl. who It's just been there, done that. It's an awful feeling. And um, yeah, that that's terrifying that girls have to 
go through, anybody has to go through this. And now it just doesn't, I, I, I was thinking about this movie and, you know, even with the bullying from all aspects, not just like with Sarah and her friend group. At the same time, it it's kind of left at school. You know, when you get home, and this is probably like a deeper issue, um, for like a societal issue, when you go home, it doesn't end at home. You know, like you have social media and everything is in your face 24-7 now. So you can never escape that. Well, and the inclusion of magic in this is makes it all life and death when when you're a teenager it all does feel like life and death uh so i do appreciate that like it, it kind of just does make it all feel more real because that's your world like, yeah. in, when you are that age like this is the this is what you have going on after the bus is the wishes um so the director and like people behind this movie hired like a real um, like Wiccan, like like counts- an occultist kind of yeah, thing? like person to come to make sure that they were being as accurate as possible. And one of the articles that I read, um, one of it, it was an article on, uh, you know, witches say like what is and isn't accurate in TV and movies, and they say like in neo paganism, the craft is pretty accurate when oh. it when it comes to the um like rituals and things that they're doing you i know, drink it, of my sisters yeah and this is what they're... like the the words are changed but like the but like it's it's all pretty accurate so and um people say i mean people uh i guess in the community this is a um, and all the articles will be posted in the show yeah notes. it's a it's a well-liked movie because they did take the time to make sure that it is relatively accurate you know for what it is well because like, there's a respect there yeah and i think i think when when there is a respect for any culture or community that is being portrayed in media and when you know it, it, we say like oh when that extra effort is there whereas it should have always it should always be there in the first place like you're going to have people say well you know what? i appreciate you you know taking this effort and not doing it based on assumptions yep and with the with the wishes, we get a finger prick. We don't get a hand slice. I appreciate <sighs> that. I was like, <laughs> yes, finally. Um, and and their wishes. And what are their wishes? Bonnie wants to be beautiful. Nancy doesn't want to be white trash. Rochelle wants people to stop being like racist to her. Like, duh. But see, it's, and some of the wording though, she goes, "I want." She's like, "I want to have the patience for people who do not." like have patience for me kind of thing so i so it was really interesting it's it seems innocent enough their wishes you know this is kind of like a be careful what you wish for you gotta be really specific yeah um like a monkey's paw right so it's just and you know also i thought bonnie's scars were only on her back right Mm mm-hmm so they were only on her back. So then she comes to school, like, after, you know, the scars aren't there anymore. Um, which also, I felt bad for the scientists and all these doctors. because I know. Up they're going to write all these papers. <laughs> and they're going to make do their all career. These, yeah. yeah. And they're going to do all these experiments with, like, genome studies and gene therapy, like, for the future, thinking it's going <laughs> to... It's not going to work. It's, it's not going to work. 
Um, I really felt bad for the scientists and the doctors. Um, so the scars were only on her back, and then she goes to school, and everyone's like, ooh, we notice you now. And I go, she was never showing her back at school, so. And it's Nev. She's gorgeous. Yeah, like, why have you were been we... blind the whole time? Right, like, it's right. Nev. It was just, Campbell. I was just so confused. I go, wait. Her back was, if that was her insecurity, and maybe that's what it was. That was her insecurity. So, like, she wore her insecurity even though nobody else saw it. Um, but I love, okay, I will say I love, I love a slow-mo high school walk down the aisle. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that, well, that's the thing. So, like, the next, like, the next, like, I don't know, few minutes of this is, like, a montage that shows, like, how full in they are in their friendship, the four of them. We have this, the as you say, the slow-mo walk with the... Classic. Oh, and they're, like, looking and the four of them and... They are H... You would never oh. know that they weren't the HBICs yeah. of that school. They are just amazing. Everybody's looking at them. Their wishes start to work and they're doing all like the montage because you know i love a female friendship and i love like they're doing the sleepovers, the sleepovers. and the girls nights and the how I, fun i was like i can't i'm so excited i get to see you in a couple weeks ah. so uh, god the sleepovers in that great house that sarah has too okay so the wishes start to work so for rochelle uh her bully laura goes bald uh nancy's gross stepdad dies and leaves them money Bonnie's scars, as you said, go away. She's beautiful. And Chris, Mr. Ski Ulrich, is completely in love with Sarah. So much so that it has gotten weird. And it has gotten to the point where she is, like, not really okay with the way that things are going. Um, She's starting to have a little bit of doubts. But before she voices her doubts, they have the sleepover with the glamours and the wigs, which you said. And I bring this up because... The 90s were a different time. So I don't know if you picked up on this, but when Nancy goes, do something to me, do something to me, to Sarah, right? When Sarah's doing the glamour. And Sarah's like, what do you want? And Nancy goes, I don't know, like a smaller ass. Yes, I did notice that. I was just like, oh, times have changed, she's my like a dear. Small, and, you know, and she's she's tiny in the mm-hmm. movie to begin with. Yep. So the fact that he, she even said like a, that, I immediately picked up on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nobody, like, oh nobody would ever say that now. Nobody, nobody. Um, and then we get the invocation. So this invocation, there's a real story about this. So like they did this, and they had uh, on the beach and whatever, and they when the they're filming this, and they timed out the tides and stuff. But when the girls' arms are up and they're calling the corners, shit went wild, and like the the like water in real life, yeah, in re- real life, like the water came in and like bats came out of nowhere, and like oh, all this shit. like weird stuff kept happening. But um, when they start calling the corners here, um, I have chills i have chills but i've i've noticed something kind of interesting so the animals that that the girls are bringing um to the to the beach so rochelle's is a fish and like she does diving and then bonnie's is a butterfly she's kind of like emerged from her from her like cocoon yeah her like chrysalis right nancy is a snake and she's like said over and over again how much she likes snakes. Right. And then Sarah is a bird. It's a bird. She's a caged bird. She's a caged bird. So I just thought that was very interesting. Like I was wondering the significance because I go, okay, they're each bringing a life essentially. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how. But I didn't. I didn't 
connect. Kind of like represents who they the are. The representation, yeah. except the bird. The caged bird like made sense to me, but I didn't re- I didn't know the others. Yeah, but how sure. wild the scene after that, because they were calling the corners, and you have like dead sharks, like sacrificial sharks. Yeah, the sharks. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, all the washed up sharks and Nancy walking on the water. Oh my gosh. The, that yeah. was so fucking cool. Oh <laughs> like, my I know gosh. it's CGI, but I, but was, there are yeah. certain points in this movie where it's like the, the, the first initial sleepover with the stiffest aboard light as a feather. Oh my seance. God. Yeah. I feel like that was when everybody realized, oh, this shit is real. We can do, like, yeah, like we can yeah, do it. I like, and that's where like all the, like that was the, like the peak of their friendship, like that yeah. montage thing. Have you ever done Light as a Feather Stiffs Aboard? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Did it ever work? No. No. No, but it's but cool as hell. I won't, but I still refuse to do a Ouija board. Ah. I was told never to touch that shit, and I haven't. Yeah. It's good. Smart, 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 smart. Um, so in this instance, before they actually call the Guardians, this is when Sarah tells Nancy about the hallucinations and all the bugs that she sees. Um, the, yeah, so like the Hail to the Guardians, that whole sequence, I just get chills. Um, so then Sarah has doubts after this, and then uh, she's talking to Chris, and Chris says, like, um, I, I don't... This, is this when they pushed her out, and now she's on that second date in the car with Chris? Yeah, this is okay. this is the the date in the car with Chris. Um, yeah, it just uh, it's he's like I don't think I just feel, and then there's attempted rape here, mm-hmm. and it's just so scary, and 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 it and it, sh- it it shows like, and and none of the articles that I read talked about this, but it's like um, it's it's the quote from from uh God is it Aka Aka. Oh, fuck. What's Akamath? Is it Akamath? It's um, you know, if you love something, you can love something too much. Um, Akamath. Yeah, he like he, you can love something too much. It, it turns like toxic. It turns it, evil. Right, it's Akamath. Yeah, so like that's what this is. is exactly that. This is what this is like the toxic side of love. Um, because he he just wants to like possess her and like never let her go. And I I will appreciate the scene after this where she's obviously scared. She's running away from him. And even though she is on the outs with these girls, she went directly to Rochelle's and they all kind of rallied together. She's not directly on the outs yet. Oh, that's not the part. Yeah, not, not... This is just like th- things were rocky because she said her things opinion. Were, yeah, things were okay. rocky. This is things were rocky when they're driving in the car and right, all of the and- lights are turning. Right. Yeah. That okay. that's this part. So she's like kind of but not like super. Okay. Yeah. Uh that's such a good scene too, right? With when she when Nancy's driving and at the end she's like, You guys, that was kind of close. Like it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. They make it feel like it's this small town. It's L.A. Can it's we LA. stop trying yeah. to like, yeah. not act like they're like you need a car here? Trail. It's like, yeah, like, gosh. Um, so Nancy, obviously, so Nancy is there, and Nancy hears about this attempted rape, and um, Nancy goes off. Right? She, she, her walk into that, like up the driveway and into that house is just like so badass. And that dress, like, oh, she owned, she owned yeah. everything. And, you know, of course, there was like, you know, how you're like, don't, don't do anything. And, you know, Nancy's like, fuck that. There's a party. This is where he's going to be. I'm fucking shit up. Absolutely. Totally here for it. I was reading one of the BuzzFeed articles about this. And, um, one of the comments goes, 
what party was this at? Like any party that I ever attended to high school in high school always had a door, like somebody like security walking, watching the door. What party are we? I never had any. You just walked into a house. Yeah. Like uh, you heard it, somebody's parents aren't home. You knew you what was happening. Go. Yeah. And you go. You go. <laughs> I don't know. It's wild. Um, so, so this part of the movie though is the fucked up part, right? So this, this part. Oh, I have a lot of, I do yeah. have issues here. Yeah. Okay. So I, I keep wanting to call him Skeet. Chris sees Nancy and he immediately thinks of Sarah. So, right. he, so he follows her up, up into the bedroom. He's like, where is Sarah? Where is Sarah? And Nancy tries to like, tries to fuck him right there as Nancy because, and, and we get confirmation right there that they have fucked in right. the past. Uh, right. So and, and that's not really like talked about, but we get that confirmation. It's just like, oh, you piece of shit, right? Um, so like she tries again, and he like pushes her off, and he says like, no, 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 don't touch me, whatever. So then she's on the ground, and she has her little like freak out moment, and then she glamours herself as Sarah, and then she fucks him. That's a crime. That is my issue. Absolutely, absolutely. This is this is like you know. We- Obviously, all the trigger warnings will have it in our show notes. Yeah. Um, uh, but it also reminded me of Priory. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a crime. Like, as much as we shit on men, you know, but we, like, what's right is right is wrong is wrong. Yeah. This was not his consent. She yeah. was, like, he was agreeing to sleep with Sarah, not with Nancy, and she raped him. And I do not think that that's okay. Yeah. No, it is not okay. Like, it, it, it's, it's like... It's like an eye for an eye, but like that is not okay. This is right. not the situation for that. Yeah. Um and then but then Nancy has a um like a speech and she's like he's a whore and like he can do like whatever he wants. But she's also slut you know, like I get like I understand like the double standard that it comes with men. Like he's calling he's saying like he's slut shaming women. What to women who haven't slept with him, but he's the actual whore. But I also don't like the like the shaming of sex work all around maybe it's just like becoming more aware of like sex work is work it you know and having respect for people no matter their professions um or their careers but maybe that's where it comes from and i feel like that's a whole different narrative that's going to take a long time <laughs> to to shift chris does apologize here though right he goes i'm sorry and Nancy, mm, I know, right? And Nancy, though, freaks out. She goes, oh, he's sorry. He's sorry. You know, and then her. But I agree with, but then like there, I agree with her. He's like, he's sorry now. It's yeah. like when you have people, are you really sorry or you're sorry you got caught? caught or are you yeah. sorry because you know, like, shit's about to happen? Yep. Yep. And then, yeah. So one of, another article that I read talked about how this is like a nice exploration of female rage and how like. Like, women who are powerful are, like, shamed for being powerful, right? Right. So, like, Nancy in this moment is, like, taking back everything, right? Like, and, and she she doesn't know, like, how to process these emotions, really, because, like, you're 17. They're, they're, chill, they're, like, teenagers, right? Like, they're teenagers. So, she, there's, like, this overreaction here. Hormones are here. Yeah. Hormones like, are always crazy. Then it's amplified. She's, and then she's by... also, like, magic crazy. Right. So uh, so she um, freaks out and blows open the doors and Chris dies. So Chris dies. So then we have the the binding. 
the binding um, Sarah tries to do on Nancy, which is also right. like so iconic. <laughs> I, I love, you know, I was thinking because she's doing it in her backyard. I wonder if her parents are like peeking out the window and they just see like, yeah, her, like your daughter putting party ribbon because you see like yeah. on the see, on the, the center block. What the fuck are you doing? You weird <laughs> ass. Imagine. Like what? I'm just like thinking like imagine your mom looking out the kitchen window and like your high school you know back in Florida and like seeing you at the pool just like. My mom would bang on the window and be like stop being weird. Stop being weird. Yeah that's what she would do. I'd be like cat. I'd be like I'm trying to do something. <laughs> She'd just be like making <laughs> gestures in the yeah. window. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so we have the binding. The binding is so great. Like, I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm. Harm against other people and harm against yourself. Iconic. Iconic. Uh, We have the the very, like, kind of cliche, uh, tropey nightmare where they, the witches, like, come through the window and, like, try to choke Sarah in her dreams. But I, you know what I, I, and I completely forgot about that part, is that initially I was like, of course she's having a bad dream. Like, of course this is like a nightmare to her. Um, This is like consuming her life right now. And then when you hear Bonnie go, have you been sleeping? I was like, oh, they did it. Like, they did it. They did it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, So then this is the part of the movie where we have the school bathroom confrontation. This is the the fallout. Right? Like, this is the huge fallout that they have. It's like, you know, when other witches would betray their coven, they would kill them. Um, Stop trying to put, like, spells on me. Like, what are you doing? Like, why do you want out? You can't do this. Like, it's all very awkward. It's all very life and death. And it's all in a high school girl's bathroom. I hate the high school girl's bathroom. It's the setting for, like, nightmares, honestly. Jesus. Uh, I will say, though, she never... I didn't I didn't see it as Sarah wanting to leave the coven. I saw it as she just didn't want others to be harmed. And also, like how special was it that she goes, you know, not to have Nancy do harm onto others or to herself. Mm-hmm. And you know that came from a place of like her own lived experience where she's like, you know what, I don't want her to rage, I don't want her to cause harm to herself. Like, she could have easily just said, which is what she wound up doing at the end, not to cause harm to others, not to cause harm to others. So that, I don't know if you picked up on that, but I noticed that initially, that's what she was still in the coven. She just didn't, she didn't want other people to get hurt and she didn't want her friends to like hurt hurt themselves. And then at the end of the day, she was like, don't hurt other people. Give no fucks what you choose to do with your own life. Yep. Oh, we'd love to see it. Um, Okay, so this from the next part on is like the like downslide right so like we have the the like rising action and the crescendo and this is like the falling action so this is this is when things go off the rails um we have the glamour with the plane crash and then we've got the bugs in the house man that plane crash you know we hate dead parent tropes here yep that's awful to yeah. put that psychological terror in somebody's mind just just so awful but then we have another confrontation here too and then we have the confrontation where with nancy and michelle and bonnie and then they float in her living room right like how freaking cool is that so freaking cool they've got the best shoes they've got the best clothes i just want all of these outfits um but then nancy 
so fucking they're all fucked up because they're all 17 uh slits sarah's wrists um the opposite way actually i don't right. know if you so noticed that, that. i yeah. did notice that yeah the opposite way um and then uh sarah and then nancy goes like um sarah like you're weak and and rochelle's like why doesn't she use magic against us and she's weak she's weak you know run to your room because nancy's like crazy at this point uh and then we get um sarah calls the corners yeah yeah she calls the corners while she's laying on the floor yeah we she's sarah calls the corners her mom her picture you know comes to life and sarah calls the corners then we get the fight right that fight sequence won an mtv uh movie award really yeah for best fight Cool. I, I don't know. How random, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that fight. I like that fight. Um, man, 90s is just so fantastic. Uh, when she but, walks out of the mirror, I was just like, yeah. hey. Or I, I, even when, and I like that Nancy's character, she she was even confused when she goes, I know Sarah is here, but she's not here. I'm, I'm going to take this butcher yeah. knife anyway. Just in case. Because you know. You know she's still there, too. And then she comes, like, unturns. She's no longer invisible. And kicks her against the mirror. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And then and then Sarah, who has, um, you know, the, the spirit in her now is like, you know, he, he wanted me to give you a message. He's disappointed in how you've been, like, using stuff. Um, you know, he's like, he's basically like, your time is up. He's coming for you. You fucked up. Because you fuck you, because you fucked up because it was always about using the elements like in a positive way. And that's not what the energy, like, that's what the energy is. You know, you put the positive energy out, you're supposed to get it back. And that's not what was happening. And this is the instance where we get the 90 snake hands. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just so bad. But like the rest of it is so good. Um, she's just, uh, Nancy is just such a good, like, her face is so expressive and, like, her eyes are so, oh, she's just a, she's just wonderful. Have you seen anything else that she's in? Uh, she's wonderful in everything. Faroja Ball? Faroja, yeah. Um, immediately thought of The Water Boy. The Water Boy, yeah. She plays Vicky. Yeah. But I, it's one of those things where those are her two profound roles to me. But I know I've seen her in like so much other things. She was she was pivotal in she was a pivotal part of '90s casting. It seems. Yeah, um, my favorite role for her is in Almost Famous. I never she's, saw Almost Famous. She's so good in Almost Famous. That's the um, one with Kate Hudson, right? It is. Yeah, we should watch that one. That one's a good one. Um, okay, we're at the like end of this. So like uh, the one of my favorite like effects. I get practical effects in, in this movie is the when Sarah and Nancy are fighting like on the wall and the wind is blowing and the dresser is coming. Right. And Nancy like leaps out of the way of the dresser and the dresser smacks into the wall and Sarah like dissolves into the wall. But her clothes are there perfectly. Mm-hmm. I love that. I don't know why I love that. I I always found that to be so clever, like just like a clever little thing that happened that I don't know. I, I really love it. And then Nancy like takes the the like papers and stuff off of Sarah's outfit and then raises the knife and then the lightning like lights her face. It's just good. It's just good. Um, but then that's, that's essentially like the end of the movie. So like Sarah, like kicks, kicks out and like throws her against the mirror and then binds Nancy, as you said. Um, and then Nancy's gone. 
And then something not that- only is she gone, they place her in like a fifty one fifty hold. Yeah. So that so according to the article that I read, this was a inaccurate and potentially harmful um, depiction of mental health institutions. I do agree with obviously, that. Obviously, yeah, obviously. Um, something that I picked up on that I thought was absolutely hysterical was when Bonnie and Rochelle walk up to Sarah. They are wearing the most whack ass clothes that I have ever seen. Um, <laughs> Nev is wearing this like copper and black like satin tuxedo like shirt. Oh yes, it's like the but it's all it's all buttoned yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And Rochelle is in this like gray wool like overcoat situation. It, it, it's just like it's so funny. They went from like peak like quote quote like witchiness right like black and like silver everything to like these weird clothes now because they don't have power. Right. Well, and they go, oh, you know, they're like, hey, how are you? And Sarah's like, what What do you want? Like, you get know? fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, oh, you know, we were just like checking to see if you have your powers. Because we don't. We don't. We were just seeing what's up. And she's like, okay. She's like, well, well call us. Yeah. How about never? But hold your breath. And then she hears Rochelle mumble under her breath. She probably doesn't have any powers anyway. Like. They were just, and then I love where Sarah knows, shows them, and they had no words. Because Sarah didn't fuck it up. Right, yeah. Yeah, and, and but but also in that moment, I find it very funny that, like, Sarah, like, looks at them, and then it's this whole, like, the weather changes, and the clouds come. And, like, <laughs> I love it, that. in my head, I'm like, what is this, like, 10 minutes of her just, like, looking and, like, pulling all of this weather, and then just being, like, lightning as they're walking <laughs> away? Like, how long did that take? I, that was just something amusing to me. But in, in fairness, if it was, like, an afternoon in Florida, we could probably do the same oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Could be, like, easily. look up and go, okay. And then pretend we're in, like, say, the main mm. character in 1996, The Crap. Oh, so funny. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Um, yeah, so and then that's the end of it. It ends with Nancy, like, kind of being like, I can fly, I can fly, you know. You know, and that's sad. Um, I'm looking through my articles just to see if there's anything, like, very specific that I want to point out. I don't think so oh um fariza became a practicing wiccan during filming and she bought the shop that they used for research that's so cool yeah isn't that i thought that was pretty cool i talked about having articles and so one of the articles that i found was actually really nice as a vulture article and as we said we'll link this but i just wanted to read like a little excerpt it says Still, the film remains memorable for moments like the ones where the young girls perform their beachside ritual during the thunderstorm, the camera spinning in dizzying circles, their arms outstretched. It isn't merely supernatural prowess they're reaching their arms towards. These girls, each in their own way, is calling out for something women learn early and often is hard to attain, the power to control your own life. And for a brief, glimmering moment, the craft depicts the wonder and joy that comes with such autonomy, that which isn't only possible, but worth the risk. Oh, I like that. Isn't Vulture that good? Is very, like, they are hard to get, comp- you know, positive things from. Yeah, like, I-, I thought that was really good. The whole Vulture article is really quotable and um, very positive. 
about the movie. So I thought that was really interesting. But yeah, you know, female rage, female empowerment, like, uh, you know, women just trying to like make their life better and, and just like improve their situation. But then having it come back and bite them times three, you know, is a weird morality lesson. And I think kind of runs parallel with the women losing their power trope. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, part of me thinks, though, but it's mm, women. See, I think there's also a difference. Yes, I understand the women losing their power trope, even in this movie. However, it's not all women because Sarah keeps her power. So, like, whereas a lot of the times the heroines and the MCs and the books that we've read, they lose their power, even with making good choices. I feel like this like Sarah made good choices and she got to keep them. The women who lost their power, it was kind of like a, and yes, the whole like coming back times three, but I think it's also like, it's a huge, be careful what you wish for because these powers that be that you are being given this opportunity do not come lightly, you know, and it makes, it should be making you think how you handle um, the energy that's being given to you. Do you think that Sarah losing her friends and going through this whole thing was just her spell rebounding on her times three, like losing the love of her friends because she gained the love so much love from Chris. I didn't think of that. I didn't think the, the end of her friendship with the girls had anything to do with Chris, but now that you're saying it time, you have Chris is one and then you have the, females that are three and she loses one two three there Mm -hmm. yeah 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 there's something that i thought of when i was watching this i was like well nothing ever happened to sarah like she made her wishes too yeah and it 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 went bad and like you can say that like what happened to her could be her rebound times three but 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 you know physically like mentally something happened in that situation but like physically she was okay you you know like obviously not mentally so physically so like that doesn't really like count really times three so like if if the friendship losing the friendship love part of that was her spell rebounding times three it would make a little sense these are just my thoughts assume now okay then my other question maybe it was it's just because the movie was only like an hour and a half which Mm -hmm. i wish more movies would be an hour and a half yeah it's nice Um, but it was the 90s so is every every spell that was made does it always come back times three because that was what i thought I think so, yeah. So it was, okay, so that is very much like Serpent and Dove. Mm -hmm. I think that's where my confusion was, because initially I go, how come every spell rebounded except hers? Yeah. That is where. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting, interesting, interesting thing to think about. Um, And that's why I love us, and that's why I love this podcast, because we can, like, do just, like, a little bit of research and then like watch a movie and like talk about it and get like these like (laughs) and run with it and get like these kind of like deep kind of conversations out of it and i love it i love us it's really fantastic um i I want this to be my aesthetic so bad but i don't have the balls to pull it off and i hate that about myself no there's nothing you should hate about yourself um but i will i will say in regards to ferusia bulk in this and i we didn't i haven't watched the new craft legacy which isn't a reboot it's an extension more or less she yes 
it's a new younger generation of high schoolers. But Faruja Book, I was on IMDb. She's in that one too. Huh. Yeah. So now I'm like curious to know what her role is or if it was more like a, a cameo brief. Mm, it might have been. Maybe they like went to her for advice or something. Right. Yeah. Like maybe or maybe she owns she's now the shop owner. That'd yeah, be kinda that cool. That would be kinda cool. So Jess is gonna be visiting me, uh Yay! which would be like really fantastic. So I mentioned Empire Records um, and the wig situation. (laughs) And Empire Records, we have talked about before, and you have never seen it. It's one of my favorite movies. I feel like Empire Records is a really good, like, recovery movie for when you and I are just, like, hanging out. Oh, that uh, type of recovery. Yeah, yeah. No, (laughs) just, like, like, we're we're just, like, sitting on the couch, like, not wanting to do anything. Just, like, yeah, I feel like that's a really great movie. And uh, it's a nice 90s movie. It, like, kind of keeps with our vibe. And um, maybe we can do something with it. I don't know. Uh, listeners, tell us. What should we do with Empire Records? I We're love definitely it. going to be watching Practical Magic. Yeah, um, definitely. Laura has, like, the best little witch house. I'm so excited. Um so who knows what will come from that too? But we're so excited. I haven't seen her in forever. Yeah, well, and we'll be we'll do something. We'll do something. Um, and but, we're gonna go live. We're yes. gonna be going live. We'll go live. Um, but that's all I have for the craft. Like really fantastic, vibey, spooky season movie with excellent fashion and like a great message that turns into like kind of a weird message, but still a good message. Um, <laughs> and you know, you got baby, baby Skeet, baby Robin, baby. Nev and it's you know I love it's it there I love it it's yeah it's a it's a piece of me all all of my favorite movies like make up a piece of me and this one definitely is a piece of me for sure I'm glad we got to watch it. I wouldn't have watched it I, I think it's one of those movies that you'll see definitely like on the tv channels and they're just kind of you have in the background but to pay attention to it is is just all these years later I'm not as traumatized anymore <laughs> So feel free to follow us on Instagram, Akafe Podcast. We're also on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. And please feel free to leave us any reviews if you should so choose. Everything's appreciated. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye.